I am Tova Cito. I believe our lives should be happy, healthy, and abundant. And I believe it's our job to get us there. Every week, I will have inspiring, educational, and fun conversations that will help you live your very best life. Welcome to The Remedy. Welcome to the very next episode of The Remedy with Tovacito. I am so thankful and so excited to announce that this episode of The Remedy is sponsored by Katrina Bolin. Katrina Bolin, thank you so much for contributing to The Remedy and sponsoring this episode. Kevin and I sincerely appreciate it. Thank you, Katrina. (laughs) And if you are interested in sponsoring an episode of The Remedy, if you like what you hear and want to give to uh, this great cause, um, it's easy. All you have to do is go to tovacito.com, click on The Remedy, and click on Make a Contribution. And you could be the next sponsor of our next episode. So today, um, I'm so happy to introduce a dear woman in my life. Her name is Tori McGuire Foster. And um, I met Tori, how, is it three, four years ago yeah, now? Maybe even four or five. Some, I don't know, a, lot, a while ago. Yeah, I, at least five. Wow. Because I had just moved back to Dallas. That's crazy how fast this has gone. No. So year, uh, years ago, I got an email from a person that I did not know well and asked if I was interested in teaching a Bible study on Tuesday nights to this group of young girls, 20-somethings. And um, I thought about it, prayed about it, and, um, and I thought, yeah, I'll do it. I had no idea. <laughs> We'd still be going strong. <laughs> no idea what a blessing. Uh, what it's a the best. It is the best. It's the best group of girls. I love it so much. And, um, you know, here five years ago or however long it's been, I thought, oh, yeah, I'll go in. I'll teach them Bible study. I'll, I'll help these little girls. And <laughs> little did I know what an incredible blessing it would be to me. So that's how I met Tori at the time. You had just got married. Yes. So we started in February, like I think February and I got married January. So a month before we started. Yes. You had just, you were brand, you were a brand new bride. And, um, and I remember watching your video. (laughs) Like right after. Yeah. Cause we watched it at Bible study one night. It made me cry and I didn't even know you. I mean, that was sweet video. So that's how we met. Um, so we, we have lived a, uh, we, we know things about each other, um, that probably a lot of other people don't know. Mm-hmm. And, um, you have been very open and very vulnerable in Bible study, um, over the years about, uh, we, I think we all have to varying degrees about things that we've struggled with. And, um, you have since had two children mm-hmm. and you were very honest and open with us about your struggle with postpartum Mm -hmm. and what it was like for you after, after giving birth, um, to your babies. And so, um, I think this is a very common, common thing. I had postpartum depression. I had, I mean, I was a freakazoid after I gave birth. <laughs> um, and and you know what is crazy is I didn't talk about it. I didn't tell anyone. I 
I felt ashamed and and you know when you brought it up you kind of had a similar way of saying it and I was like we need to be talking about mm-hmm. this and um, and so I, that's when I said I texted you and said hey would you come on and talk about this and you know what I could have had some I could have had an expert come mm-hmm. and talk about postpartum but that's not what I want to talk about um, I don't because and 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 thank you for coming because it's scary to tell a, a side of your life or a side of your story that a lot of people keep secret, you know, and a lot of people are scared to tell or ashamed to tell or embarrassed to tell. And so I am so thankful that you would come here and, and be bold enough to share hard stuff. Um, and I'm really grateful because again, I think it's something that so many women deal with mm-hmm. so many men have to deal with because their wife is going through it and they don't know what in the Sam hell has happened to their wife. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. And so, you know, this is, this is for real. And, um, so thank you, Tori, for coming here today and, and being willing. And, and you know what, when I, I have to tell y'all, when I asked her, she was like, I don't know. I I gotta think about this. (laughs) I don't know if I want to be that (laughs) truthful and honest and vulnerable. I texted you. I was like, that makes me vulnerable to a lot of people. (laughs) Yep. That means courageous. Thousands. Yes. Yeah. Vulnerability is, it does equal courage I totally believe I, I just actually listened to a podcast from Brene Brown and I stole that from her that's not a Togo original <laughs> but vulnerability does equal courage so thank you for being courageous today so let's just back up and talk about um if you don't mind you your journey and getting pregnant so um I we got pre- uh, married in January and uh, what year of 2015 okay and I like, you know, wanted, I'm just always that I babysat growing up my whole life. I was a nanny for a family, multiple summers, moved to Jackson Hole, Wyoming after college. I was a nanny there. I just always left kids. I didn't kids. know that. Yes. Um, so th- I went to Paris with them for like a couple months. What? Why, why didn't I do this in my 20s? I, I, I had the wrong job <laughs> in my 20s. <laughs> I mean, so I was, oh, I always was, that was my like summer thing. Mm. go baby babysit you know so I always love kids and so getting married I was like okay I knew I wanted that real soon mm-hmm. um so now, how long had you and your husband dated? dated we dated a year and a half okay so you and Campbell dated a year and a half, half before you got married and then we got before you got engaged before so t- two years total okay everything okay um we got married and we were like let's wait a year you know let's have fun and because it was both we both wanted that and um and then in uh, uh, October, not almost a year. We almost <laughs> made it here. <laughs> I got pregnant, and um, yeah, so it was a it was a very easy uh, getting pregnant was very easy mm-hmm. for for you, for, which is such a blessing because there's um, so many people that are listening, and so many people who you know and I know. And that struggle is very real. Uh, so I'm sure there was a lot of guilt associated with that. Totally. Like you try and, and it works. And it happens. And mm-hmm. so there it is. And we're pregnant, I think. Very, yeah. So in the first couple of weeks, so it was real it, quick. It worked. <laughs> it's, Great it job, worked. Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> so that, and so yeah. Um, so you get pregnant and did you like being pregnant? So on, I, I did not. 
I liked being pregnant. Mm-hmm. I think it was fine. It was, I worked out the whole pregnancy. I felt good. I didn't have any sort of hiccup or complication or doctor's appointments went just great. And, um, you were a poster child pregnancy for a, was a great. easy pregnancy, everything about it. Mm-hmm. So you give birth. So to- I give birth to a little girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, Oh, I, so I ended up having a C-section, what was, you know, which is kind of hard because it was not what I pictured and thought mm-hmm. I would do, but quickly like that got over that. And especially after the C-section, I was like, oh, this is amazing. What, mm-hmm. I, I, <laughs> Who cares? Why did I care? <laughs> um, so that was all fine. And, um, and then I had her and it was just amazing. Um, the first 10 days were the best. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so tell me, tell me about like, Tell me about having her. So having her was... Um, her name is Pryor. Her name is Pryor. What do you mean? Like the... Ver- the yeah. like Just, d- just like what it was this, like to so, become a mom okay, so in like that this, moment. Like this was your dream. Totally. Um, really, she came once, right when she came out and, you know, Campbell's p- taking pictures and he's like, this is what she looks like. Here she is. And he had to be- become running back and forth because they were stitching me up and um, I was looking and the minute they put her in my arms... I all of a sudden felt like, oh my God, I don't, I don't really know this person. Like it, mm-hmm. it was a really weird instant, like, oh my gosh, I, well, this is my baby, but I don't know it. Like, you know, just mm-hmm. kind of that quick scare of like, okay, whoa. So that I remember having that initial like feeling. I love that honesty. I did. I did. Because, because that's not what you're supposed to say. Oh no. <laughs> No. <laughs> you know, you're supposed to say, this is what I dreamed all, all along. About. This is what I wanted more than anything. And, and I fell in love with her instantly. Totally. <laughs> but I love that that's not, that, that wasn't, wasn't your truth. Thank you for saying that. For Thank sure. For telling that. Um, and then I'll never forget in the hospital, because you're in there for three days, or my mom said to me, and I say this to her, I say this to her, um, I've said it to her a couple of times that um, she said to me, I'm holding her. And it's like one of the first nights. And my mom says, don't you love her? And I remember thinking it got me so anxious inside. And I thought, I don't know her. Mm-hmm. But I said to my mom, yes. And I was just feeling so mm-hmm. uneasy inside. Mm-hmm. So that was something I do remember as well. Wow. I love that you're telling this tour. I I do not know this. And I love you know what I bet? I bet so many women who are listening right now are like, "Oh my gosh, me too." <laughs> but I've never been able to tell anybody that because right. that's not what a good mom would think. No. You know, that's not a good what a good mom would say. Exactly. And so you got to say the perfect thing even mm-hmm. though oh, Thank you for being yes. that honest. Okay, so you're thinking in the hospital, I don't know her. I don't know her. And that quickly, that was sort of like a, those initial feelings, it wasn't like it like it had this super big change about it. It just, mm-hmm. she got, that was more of a natural change. Like she got, you know, more of like from day to day, just kind of more my daughter and that mm-hmm. there wasn't some, that wasn't a big thing it was kind of no I don't mean a big thing but like it kind of just changed as it went so those first days home they were great I felt you know slowly that was like okay here's my daughter like this is a thing here's my baby um and then those first 10 days were awesome you know I I felt like the first week I had my mom there and 
I showered and I was like, I'm going to go to Baby Bliss and buy her a little outfit. And my mom's like, wow, like you're, you're wanting to get out and about. And I was just like, I remember getting my car, putting down my windows and like just driving away and thinking like, oh my gosh, like this is awesome. Like I just, you know, and, and just, I can go and this is all great. And then day, so that first week, great, great, great. That Friday night I had her like a third. So the, fo- the following Thursday. What, what's her birthday? Her birthday is July 7th. Okay. And, um, so the next Friday I said, oh, I I got a bad headache Mm -hmm. and I could kind of feel this anxiety. And I want to preface, I have had some anxiety, struggled with some anxiety before I had prior. So Mm -hmm. I, I'm glad to know that I knew, um, what sort of the feeling was that was coming. Mm -hmm. Um, because if I'm somebody who just had never had this feeling and it came on, that's even a. I can't even imagine that. So I, I sort of knew what was happening. Okay, so just if we could sit there for just a minute, will you explain for people who have not struggled with anxiety what uh, or or your anxiety, what does, before you had prior, what did anxiety feel like for you? Um, it feels like, you know, sometimes you're just, you, you get so into the, so you start to feel like someone, I think I read a book that said it's like when a pretend look there's a lion behind you and it jumps out and that initial like scare you get that feeling mm-hmm. it's that and it's heightened and it just stays that way. Mm-hmm. So you feel that like all of a sudden kind of that like scared feeling and it just stays sort of stagnant. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean it makes sense. So so is it so, a feeling of fear? So it's a feeling of fear. Okay. It's a feeling of um of fear and then just kind of this cloudy um, sense of reality, I guess. Like you're just kind of sense of fear and like it's kind of it's funny to to actually explain it because you you it's when you haven't felt it you just don't really understand. Yeah, it's like it's like explain the wind, right? <laughs> and I've had friends since that have had felt it or struggled with it, been like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. Like that's so it's it's just I would say as a it's. It's a sense of fear. But you're not, when you're feeling that fear, you're not specifically afraid about anything. You just exactly. feel afraid. Feel afraid. It's just, um, it's a fear of fear. Mm. Yeah. I think I read that somewhere. So Janice, my, you know, yes. my Janice, my therapist that I have on here and talk about all the time. She, I asked her to explain it one time on the show when we had a, 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 we did an episode on anxiety, depression, and suicide. And I asked her to describe it. And she said, it's that. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And I was like, oh. And so I, I, I was it, like, yeah. I get that. Okay. And once you learn to, it's all in your mind. So once you learn to calm yourself down, because it is all in your control. Mm-hmm. So the minute that this happens, this feeling starts, and it's kind of like a like a rev up of that fear. Mm-hmm. You can breathe through it, and you can talk yourself down, and you're the only you. It's all you. Mm-hmm. So once you learn to do that, it changes everything. But for mm-hmm. somebody, when it first starts, you don't know right what it is, so you don't know how to stop it. Right. So that, yeah. So once you figure that out, but so yeah, so that's how I felt. So, so when you were pregnant, did you experience any anxiety? So when I was pregnant, I, nothing, no. And it, I think it was a lot. I think maybe it had to do with the hormones. I think mm. I mm. felt great. I never felt anxious. I felt amazing. Mm. So even though you'd struggled with it before, uh-huh. when you got pregnant, gone. It was great. It was great. And so that's why I thought, okay, maybe, you know, this is going to be good. And just uh, the fear of that. 
because mm-hmm. I had, yeah. So, um, so then that, so the Friday after so you the Friday get a after headache, I get this headache. Um, I, and I can kind of feel me being getting anxious about my headache and I'm just like, okay, this is silly. I just had a baby. So of mm-hmm. course my body's going crazy, but I started to feel that. And, um, we went to bed that night and I just knew I was, I was so anxious and I was like, I'm not going to sleep. I am, I am so anxious. So I stayed up all night long, mm-hmm. all night long, having this brand new baby that I am needing to care for. Mm-hmm. And I need to at least get a nap between feedings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, I stayed up the entire night and I remember calling my mom in the morning <laughs> and saying, I didn't sleep last night. Like I didn't. I did. I stayed up all night and I stared at the ceiling mm-hmm. and she was like, Oh my God. So was, was, was Campbell there? Campbell was there. Mm-hmm. So of course, great. I have him. But when you think of like, not only me having, I, I, it's not just me that has anxiety. It's I have anxiety and I have something I need to take care of. Like, right. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Right. So then it just amped spirals. Oh, spirals. Did you wake Campbell up? Um, no, he just, when he woke up, I just said, I didn't sleep. Hmm. And so that went on. So was he nervous? Oh my gosh, yes. I, but trying not to be, totally trying it. And that was, I think, a hard thing about that, about the postpartum is the husbands. Like, mm-hmm. they try to understand. They try to be so sweet. So sweet, but also he was trying to fix it. fix. Yeah. And I think that was making it worse. And oh, for sure. For any guy who's listening to this Stop, stop, stop trying to fix <laughs> like stop. what what would have helped in that moment um from him maybe just more of he's such a fixer and i think that's a lot of guys but mm-hmm. like he just wants to get down to it and like he wants everything to be okay yes and so maybe just nothing just saying like it's going to be okay but like but just nothing yeah and so don't try trying to, to find say solutions. okay what solutions totally mm-hmm. um so because so I'm, just love you well sit with you well. be Sit there, just yes, sit there, and just rub your back and not say a word. <laughs> or like, feet. I, or... <laughs> yes, like that really is right. great advice because you like anxiety is not like there's nobody else, like you said, and sometimes it's even out of your control, right? Because if you could fix it, you would absolutely, but. My goodness, like I promise you, if you're living with someone with anxiety, there's nothing you can do, nothing. there's nothing you can say. Mm-mm. It's just not. So just love them. Just love, be, that sit, is what sit I would say. next to them and hold their hand and, mm-hmm. like you said, rub, rub a back, yes. <laughs> rub a toe. <laughs> so you call your mom. So I call my mom. I tell her, and she's you know she knows that I had anxiety. My mo- my mom does. My sister does. They're, I mean, the it, genes are strong. The genes are strong. <laughs> um, so it was one of those. Okay, you know what are we doing from here? I. It happened night after night, and and I think what was a lot, and this is what I want to talk about so bad, is the breastfeeding thing. Mm-hmm. I was that was on top of it all, you know. The the um, pressure to breastfeed these days mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Breastfeeding is amazing. It, it mm-hmm. if you if you have an easy time, great. Mm-hmm. But there is formula for a reason. <laughs> And if you can't take care of yourself and Mm -hmm. if you're feeling like this is too much, 
there's an easy thing sitting right next to you mm-hmm. that you can use. And it's or you formula. can buy somebody else's breast milk even. Or if you you're can, just a nut about breast milk. Exactly. Then I love that, Tori, because if it, it is not for everyone. No. It is not for everyone. And we need to take care of ourselves first. Yes, we really do. And and we've got to stop judging yes. other women who who can't or don't want to or aren't interested or it's not in their best interest to breastfeed. Mm-mm. It's none of our business. None. And but that's boy, the other pressure. It's, yes. it's the, it's but the what are they going to think when I mm-hmm. stop? And, mm-hmm. and so I think that had so much to do with it and knowing like, oh my gosh, well, if I take medicine, then I, then I'm going to have to stop breastfeeding and like, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Cause really, I got to be a perfect mom. I have to be a perfect mom, but mm-hmm. being a better mom is, is, Taking care of me. Putting the mask on you first. And then then being able to be a good mom to the child. Yeah. So I think that was a huge struggle. And then once I stopped. So how long did you breastfeed? I breastfed prior. I I say two weeks. My mom says, "Mm, I think like 10 days. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Same thing. So, And did you have to work through giving that up? Yes. Oh, I was so upset. And I was trying, because I wasn't sleeping, you know, I'd have to take a medicine at night and then I'd have to pump and dump for 24 hours. And then it was like, Mm. what, what is even the point? I'm not even Mm. giving, so I'm trying so hard for this. So I had to work through it. It was, you know, the anxiety, the tears, the, is this baby going to be fine? And then once I stopped, I was really the two, two weeks later in my heart of hearts, I was okay with it. And I was like, why did I care? Why did yeah. I Why did put I... so much pressure on that? Mm-hmm. Why is there so much shame wrapped up in in that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was hard. I'm glad you stopped. Oh my gosh. I'm glad you What was what about it was hard for you? I think that it was cuz with my second it was so easy and they I think it was it was not that. It was the once my anxiety started, it was it was me being her her being dependent on me for that mm-hmm. just revved up more mm-hmm. anxiety. So mm-hmm. it was nothing about breastfeeding. I had milk, she latched, da 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 da. It was the like once There was it, one more component. Yes. Mm-hmm. The end that you needed to get out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so you stopped breastfeeding and and did that help at all? Um it did you know I got on medicine? And what kind of medicine did I you got get on? on Lexapro? Mm-hmm. And is that specifically for anxiety? Yes. Okay. And we have to stop right there because I feel like I just want to tell for anyone that struggles and needs medicine mm-hmm. and is scared to, it breaks my heart because I know the feeling and the, and what it can do. Mm-hmm. And people sit there and they struggle with it and they don't and they don't do anything and it makes me so sad. Medicine, and they're all they're all different kinds. So you can find what works for you. There might be something, and if you tried, you you would say, Oh no, 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 I've I know, I tried. Mm-hmm. But there's all different kinds that work with different people and mm-hmm. it doesn't change anything about your personality. Nothing. It is it I wanna say it takes off that edge. Mm, that's good. Did you have to experiment with different uh, with different medicines? I to didn't, find? but I have friends, a couple friends that have told me that one, I mean, after my girlfriend had a baby, I we talked about it and she was like, and, I, and she knew I had taken it and I was just like, I promise you, try it. it you know, and I gave her this whole pep talk and because she was nervous, she had never 
you know, she was nervous she about it. She never needed medicine never before. Needed it. So mm-hmm. she definitely went through a couple, like the first two, no way, no way. She found one, great. Mm-hmm. So it's not something when people think, this is going to change me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to feel... For some reason, some people That's going to change you. It's going to help you. Right! <laughs> You're going to be happier. Yeah, it's going to change you. There's no reason why we shouldn't have that joy every day. Mm-hmm. There is something there that can help. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I think that there are a lot of people who feel like um, that get, it's to get on medicine is, is faithless Mm -hmm, to -hmm. get on, to get on medicine is, you know, you're putting things in your body that aren't natural and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. And so there's, there's all kinds of thinking. And, um, and when I, so, so it, it wasn't after, uh, it wasn't after I had my children, but it was when I was going through a difficult time, I was at my OB and he was asking me, you know, how are you doing? And, you know, if you're not doing well and somebody asks, how are you doing with that, like, look? And, uh, that I, I, of course, I just burst into tears. <laughs> Sounds <and> like me. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm not doing very well. And he, he was like, oh, my gosh. Okay, okay. And he immediately talks about medicine. And I, I'd never taken uh, medicine before. I'd never taken uh, depression, you know, mm-hmm, nothing. whatever. Nothing. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. And my OB, who I love so much, is Dr. Bertrand, Dr. John Bertrand. And, and I was like, no, 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 I don't want to get on medicine. And he goes, why? <laughs> and I said, but because, you know, I don't want to be one of those, like, moms who's, like, pill popping and, like, I, no, I can, I've got this. Like, I don't want to start doing that. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to have to need medicine. And he was like, no, 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 no. You're right. You're right. Because if you had diabetes and you needed insulin, then you wouldn't want to put anything foreign into your body. And I, I was so like, true. okay, point Bertrand, <laughs> give, give me the prescription. <laughs> Lay it on me. Yes. And I did. I got on medicine, but the, I had a lot of shame wrapped up in medicine and and I think I mean I I'm I think sure people still do. I, think, I didn't tell anybody mm-hmm. that I was on medicine for depression you mm-hmm. know um but I was and let me tell you something that shit works <laughs> <laughs> it does it helps and God created really smart people to to invent and create solutions so right. that we don't have to walk around with <laughs> You know, like yes. that for the rest of us and feel miserable. So I agree. I, I'm, I'm thankful for the medicine rant because I, right. I believe it is a very good solution. So you get on medicine. So I get on that and obviously it takes a little while for it to kick in. It to kick in. And um, so I continue to have those long, long nights and I would try all. Would it fun. only happen at night? No. Okay. So I would, my sweet mom, she would come over during the day. So it was, it was not just at night. It was all day from, so I want, so from two weeks, you know, 10 days, whatever, to five, five weeks, six weeks, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. So, um, I was feeling this way. And what I mean by that is I would, I literally, my mom would have to come over and help me with mm-hmm. prior. Like I would be some just laying on the couch mm-hmm. and she would come over and she would help and I would just be so upset thinking, I don't want to remember these first couple weeks or months like this. I, I'm so upset. And my mom was like, Tori, this will be a, a 
like a little mm-hmm. glimpse. Like mm-hmm. she is mm-hmm. not going to ever. She said, this is not. Gonna, <laughs> she is, this is not, not going to. She's not going to be in counseling time. over this. She will be in counseling for other things, <laughs> yes. but not for this. <laughs> so she would come over day after day. So it would be, it was the mama. longest. Oh, she was the best. Thank mm. God I live next to her. No. Um, but so yeah, day after night, just feeling night times were just up. When, once we kind of figured it out and I stopped breastfeeding and all that, they would give me medicine to take at night to try to sleep. And a lot of that wasn't working. And then daytime would just be um, a lot of like struggle, just like really bad. I would lay on the couch and I would wait for my mom to get there and she would help me. And then when she would leave, I would be like, no. Aww. And um, so it was just a lot of hard days. A lot. It was hard. Well, you imagine that feeling for 10 minutes. Um, and it sounds miserable. Right. You lived it for like a solid month right. right? of day after day, night after night. I mean, that is a long time. Oh, felt like I bet that felt like it, it was. Yeah. I oh bet. my gosh. I bet. And, and I've never, str- you know, I don't, I listened to Janus about depression versus anxiety, but, and so I've never post or prior to prior, mm-hmm. I've never, mm-hmm. um, dealt with any depression feelings. But one thing after prior I felt was, that I that I thought this has to be sort of like a postpartum de- like depression mm-hmm. side of it mm-hmm. that like when I would wake up and have those nights um, and you know feeling that anxiety but I would wake up feeling this really like heaviness of mm-hmm. about my like it was like you know maybe I didn't sleep and I would get up and I remember getting out of bed and feeling so heavy and thinking this is what people that struggle with depression feel and it and has given me like such a different light. Oh, I bet. To think about and people compassion. that are clinically depressed like all the time. And, yeah, the struggle is real. And feeling that and that's just what I imagine it being because I'm very unfamiliar with that feeling but mm-hmm. but like it was just like a heavy, my whole body felt just heavy. Yeah. And I won't ever forget that feeling and thinking, wow. Well, it's such a good point, Tor, because you can hear, you can hear those symptoms you can mm-hmm. hear like okay symptoms of depression are l- loss of of appetite loss of of wanting to do things want you don't want to talk to friends you don't want to get out of bed like right. you can hear all of those things but if you've never experienced yeah. those things it doesn't like there was a long time i i would hear those symptoms and i would think gosh i've never in all my years, I've never had a hard time getting out of bed. Right. But there was a time in my life where I would lay there and I would think, just put one damn foot on the floor. Just, you have to. Right. You have to put a foot on the floor. And and getting, like, getting up, getting out of that bed was hell. And you never think you'd and, and experience it. No, and and you it does give you incredible mm. compassion for people like mine mine was situational right. i was feeling that way because of the situation i was in um, but there are people who and 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 i and i felt already felt shame and embarrassed for that right. you know but i can't imagine having that and like you know how people just have that, but mm-hmm. they don't have a reason. Right. I think I can't even imagine how much more shame and embarrassment oh, no. you have because you're looking around and you're like, I have a beautiful home and I have a great husband and I have, you know, healthy children and I should be, I have money in the bank and I should, I should be, be happy. I remember my brother. Oh my gosh. I was, 
So it was one of the like one of those days and nights, and my whole my family we are just so so close. So they were so amazing during this time, and my brother, of course, he comes. We're all over there one day, and my sister's in town, and we're in my room, and I'm breastfeeding, and I'm so upset. I'm talking to my mom and my sister, and I'm just like, I don't know what. And he walks in, and he's like, First of all, you're breastfeeding. You know, cover up. And, <laughs> And then he's like, I don't get it. What do you, you have this baby in this house and your husband and he was trying to make me feel better, but it's, oh. it was just you're like, now no, really, get no, out. really get out. but it was that he didn't, he doesn't, he didn't get it. And like, just like you're saying, you don't understand. And you are thinking, I know I have this great house and husband and kid and whatever it may be. I know I should be happy. I I'm know trying. I should Believe be me, happy. I want to be happy. But in his mind, it was so simple, you know, mm-hmm. well, but what about, yeah. and it's just not Do you know how way. many people, and I'm sure you're holding a baby and right. you have friends who can't get pregnant, pregnant. and you have friends who just had a miscarriage right. and here you are holding and you should be like, this is everything you've dreamed of. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't make sense on paper. No. And so, Oh gosh. So if, what would you say to that person who is struggling and is looking around thinking I shouldn't be struggling? You're not the only one. And it is so hard to look at everyone because it's such a joyous time. And that's all that anyone talks about. And, and, um, which is great because it is, but I I think the focus on the mom is very small. Mm -hmm. And so that they're not alone because when I say that I was one of my, the first of my friends, I had no siblings, no, nobody that was older, that was, that I could, you know, was kind of paving that path. Campbell's sister is amazing, but she was in Lubbock and a little more far, mm-hmm. you know, there is nobody was two, and that so, was experiencing this alongside you. You were, no, the, you were, you were a lone ranger alone. And, and I think that, um, and not only that, but I didn't, as dumb as this sounds, because I didn't have a sister to say, get ready or to, or for me to just experience it. Like my sister saw me, mm-hmm. I had I'm telling you, I thought prayer was going to come out and there was rainbows and butterflies (laughs) for the rest of my life. Like I had no idea maybe about postpartum, about anything, about how hard it would be, about the nights. Everyone's like night nurse. I'm like, I got this. Like, it's just, you don't realize how I I didn't. Mm -hmm. I had no, and I think that- No mom does. You, I promise you every single mom that is listening right now is nodding their head. Like, yes. We did You you can't. You can't know. And that's why I think- I, that's why I think having a baby is such an important part of the circle of life because right. you can't even fully appreciate oh, your what mom. your mom went through and what your dad mm-hmm. went through. You know, I mean, it does give you a much needed life perspective. Absolutely. It really does. Or I mean, And some people don't want to have kids and I'm not judging that no, at all, no, but no. it does create a, a perspective and, that and is I really think- hard to find otherwise. Right. And I think difference, my point in that kind of is more like some of my friends like watched me do it. They were like very, you know, mm-hmm. Google and like, what is this? And, you know, we're, we're maybe a little more not to say you never it's you're never prepared, but as prepared as you can be or as much knowledge as you can know, <laughs> some of them had. And I go into things just like, oh, everything will be fine. And in some cases, that is a great attitude. Mm-hmm. But then I think it was a hit hard, hard. hard. Yeah. Well, we have. When you're pregnant, especially for the first time, there's so much fantasy 
wrapped up in that. You know, all mm-hmm. your dreams are coming true. You're married, you're and now you're starting a family. And 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 you know what? Society is also creating that fantasy Absolutely. for you. You're having showers. Everybody's like, "Are you so excited?" Yeah. You know, and you know, very few people are going to be like. Are you ready if you get postpartum depression? Right. <laughs> she says that. <laughs> Are you prepared? Right, I mean, right. do you know how lonely and isolating it is to be um, a new mom? Mm-hmm. Like, nobody's talking about that. Mm-mm. And yet, I'm telling you, some of the most lonely and isolating moments that I've had in my life were right and, and fear, mm-hmm. just sheer fear, um, were right after I gave birth. Um, to my babies. Mm-hmm. I mean, bringing that baby home and looking at it and and then your husband going to work. Oh, the and, worst. <laughs> the the night before, I was like, <gasps> eating dinner. Are you sure you're going back? <laughs> like, yep. And, oh, I would open the shutters and be like, is he here yet? Is he here yet? Oh. <laughs> is he here yet? <laughs> oh, it's oh. true. I mean, you just, you're, you're so alone. I mean, that, that guy, that dude leaves and you're sitting at home with, and it's just you and And your baby anywhere. You're, I mean, you know, you're You're isolated and, and people are stopping by, but it's a, it's a drive by. by. And it is, I remember, I mean, I had really bad postpartum depression. So Charlie was my first. And I mean, I was a net and I didn't know Nobody had ever talked to me about, mm-hmm. but I, I felt like a truck kicked me, mm-hmm. and I was scared of stupid, like freaky. Th- I, I was you told me I'm I, prior. <laughs> yeah, I was scared of the dark. I mean, it was winter, and that like four thirty would start. Uh, like four thirty would come, and it would start to get dark because it's so, you know, whatever yeah. daylight savings. And I mean, I would, I was like you, like. Uh, looking at coming. the blinds, uh, is he coming? Is Topher going to be home soon? And then I was convinced he was going to cheat on me and be gone because this was too hard. Right. Like, because coming home to me as a freak and and a new baby and my body was not my body. And I was like, and now this is when he leaves me. I mean, I, and And Topher would just look at me like, Like, what? What? What You're crazy. You're actually crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I really felt crazy. And so, and that's the, uh, the other worst part is you don't want to, you don't want to tell, I mean, who the heck was I going to tell? I'm afraid of the dark. (laughs) (laughs) It all sounds so crazy when you're in it. It all, no, it all sounds so crazy when you're in it. And so I just, I appreciate that, that you're willing to, to talk about. So, so now that you've had friends, um, a lot of your friends have had children have, are, do you feel like there's more of a community and, and more people are talking about it or do you still feel like not so much? I think it's person to person really. Mm -hmm. I, I do think that after my experience, I have made an effort to go see people because I almost feel like after having that and knowing all I wanted was for someone to come over and say, this, this this is okay and this is normal or to hear something like this podcast. So this is why Mm -hmm. I'm doing it. But (laughs) you're taking one for the team. (laughs) I just feel like if I had heard this, I would have been like, oh my gosh. Or if someone would have said, you know, it is all okay. Or just, just, just a conversation about it. So I've made the effort to just, or try to 
just when I, when someone has a baby, go check on them. When I give them dinner or whatever, just say, how are you? How are mm-hmm. the emotions? Mm-hmm. And, um, a couple of people have re- been really appreciative and said, you know, you may, you, you know, made me realize everything's gonna be okay. And da, da, da. And mm-hmm. so, cause that's what I think needs to happen. It's this. So just it's ask the question. Yeah. Just ask the question. How are you doing? How are your emotions? I love that. Yeah. And, and, and making them feel, you know, I think, I think just knowing that it's not going to last forever. Right. Right. Like if somebody had just told me. It's, it will. It, it, yes. It will. This crazy will, does have an end date. Right. Like it really will end. Um, because when you're in it, you can't, you can't, all you know is this is how you is, feel is, in this moment. Like this am I going to be like this forever? Absolutely. Yeah, it will. Said. It will end. Um, so, so you've had a second baby. Yes. Cute little camp. Cute little camp. He is. Guys, oh my gosh, so precious. Oh, his I hair love is lightning. Boy. I saw a picture of him on Instagram. His hair is already is. getting lighter. He is, doesn't he have so much? His he is the best. So look, he looks exactly like you. Yeah, I love him. <laughs> so, so what? Cute. How was your so experience after camp? I had camp, and it was. And when did you have camp? Just so to give I everybody had camp a in April. So they're 21 months apart. Um, now, were you scared to get pregnant again, knowing that this is how you felt once you gave birth? Did honestly, it ever enter your mind? No, because, yes, I felt, yes. I think I, I, I did feel that this could happen, but I had more of a plan the second mm-hmm. time. And mm-hmm. that made me so, so just at ease. Oh, that's that. good. I just that's had good. a plan. And, and what so, was your plan? My plan was... I um, was going to talk to the doctor about getting on medicine because they had told me there is a medicine you can breastfeed on. Mm-hmm. And so I had said, okay, we're going to, you know, once I get there, we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, so I did that. Mm-hmm. I, I just had a plan. I got on medicine that I could still breastfeed on. And, 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 and then I think no pressure on the breastfeeding was mm-hmm. huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, I you just let that go. breastfed him for three months because probably – it didn't matter yeah. if I did or I didn't. Yeah. And yeah. so it just was, um, so, so second time around little camp, he's, um, almost eight months and, and I had a, I think I cherished those first weeks like gold because I didn't, I, because of my experience with prior and that it was so different. And then I, I just appreciated so much because you that felt I like felt you missed it good. with prior because, because you, you couldn't. Right. You just couldn't. And so now you could and and you would. And I did. And I, so it was like. That's so sweet, Tori. It was great. What's the medicine for people's. So Lex. For a point. You could do it. Oh, yes. And breastfeed. Yes. Okay. So, um, of course, in the first um, time it was all, I was disheveled. So that didn't really, I stopped and stopped breastfeeding and then started. But um, you can um, breastfeed on Lexapro. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. Good little remedy right there. Um, you know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor, <laughs> but <laughs> but your doctor told you that you can yes. breastfeed. <laughs> you don't want to promote drugs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, sure no. Okay, and so so you didn't feel any of it. Oh no, I just um, I didn't. It was so different, and that's why that's so refreshing that it can be. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it could happen on your first. It could happen on your second. It could. You don't have it. And and someone told me when I was going through, maybe after with prior, people say most likely you have a really hard pregnancy or, some, you know, mm-hmm. 
or your birth, the birth of the kid, or the postpartum. One of those three, as a one of those three, while you're having one, you know, each baby mm-hmm. can be really bad. And sometimes there's just it, one. It, it mixes it up totally. Like, so, so was anything hard with camp? Um, honestly. Thank God. Um, <laughs> as I think about it, I mean, no, of course it's hard. It's, it's yeah. all hard and, um, probably just, well, it should have been harder because now you had a, yes. another one at home and, and a new one. Totally. So, so that part of it was yeah. hard for sure. Yeah. But, um, nothing like the first, it was great. The whole, the postpartum side of it was. Well, because when you're emotionally, can, when you are, can be emotionally available, Mm-hmm. And you're you're you feel strong. Yeah, it you can do things. You can do hard things. You yes. know. And when you're emotionally unavailable or inaccessible because of what's going on inside of you, like it, going to the grocery store is hard. Like uh, every, li- breathing li- is hard. Taking yeah yeah having people come over to the house. Yeah, it's like, no. Mm. Um, but yes, it was so great that second time. Well. Tor, thank you so very much for all, like, I I feel like you said so many things that will encourage and help. You know, I think, I think the strongest to, I've said this in, I've said it at Bible study, I think two of the strongest words in the the English vocabulary are me too. And um, that was way before the me too (laughs) movement. (laughs) I just kind of realized that, but it's like. Tova coined that whole thing. did like I have been saying that in my Bible studies for forever but like just somebody coming alongside you and saying you are not alone like you are not alone in this and so if you are experiencing any any of that stuff like go to your doctor go get help talk to somebody be open no yes. you're not alone you are not and call me if you know me i'll, I'll meet you <laughs> and maybe call her even if you yeah, don't you're so I, sweet i mean even if you don't know me please yes yes so thank you precious tori of and course. i love you very much and i so appreciate you being here today i love you more <laughs> thank you for listening to the remedy with Tovacito. To get more information, sponsor an episode, or contribute to this program, visit us online at tovacito.com slash podcast or find us on social media.